Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 207 of Soundwave. I'm your host, Matt. Joseph's host, Carl. Carlos. My voice is still fucked up. Hey, how's it going, bud? It's going all right. It's going all right. Uh, yeah, we're, we're here. Uh, it's a few weeks later, and I don't know when our next one will be because I'll be out of town in September for the most part, too. Uh, but yeah, summer, that's what we do here. Uh, yeah, I'm also, that. <laughs> I'm also out of town for a good portion of September. Yeah, September, it's gonna, well, hopefully everything still, with the Delta going on, everything still is what's gonna happen, we'll find out yeah, here. I have half of September off, and that's, I desperately need that. Did you take the week off, too, after, uh, yep. Gen Con? Oh, hell yeah. No, not, not after Gen oh, Con. Oh, okay, okay. But I have the entire week for camping and the entire week for nice. Gen Con. So. That'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, September's a busy one. I got Bonnaroo coming up, and then we go camping the next week, and then they go to Gen Con, and I go to Riot Fest in Chicago. So, uh, yeah, weeks off of work. Woohoo! Yeah, I really kind of wanted even a third week in there, but I just can't justify it to can't myself. Justify. Well, I mean, you could just... I, I could. I did. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, how you been, man? Very busy with work. Uh... Yeah, but besides that, not a whole lot. Really, yeah, it's I've just seen weekends coming throughout the weeks. I've seen some up. movies. Seen the new uh, Suicide Squad. I'm about uh, 45 minutes in. Then I want. I was falling asleep because I had to work that night. And like, I got to pause this because I, I really want to keep watching it. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I had a blast watching it. It, like, it so far what I saw, I was like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it just took James Gunn. That's all it did, right? No, oh, like James Gunn, and also not like having a director film. Like their first Suicide Squad was filmed by was it David Ayer I think, and uh, then afterwards they did a, they released a trailer for Suicide Squad that was cut by some other company, <laughs> and that was this is the big this is the big trailer that made people actually want to see Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is that they the studio then looked at the movie and saw. Oh, this is nothing, <laughs> nothing like the movie. What we tried to show, yeah, yeah. So was we're that, going to have... Was it David these, Ayer that did I that one? I think it was David Because he Ayer. did a bunch of the Harry Potters back in the day, I'm pretty sure. Either way. Yeah. And uh, so like, and the, they see that, they're like, all right, we're going to bring this company in to recut the movie. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, DC is just problem after problem after problem problem. And like this is around the same time they saw like how all the grim darkness was just hurting. Oh, I know, right? Batman versus Superman, yeah. and well, uh, every single one of them. And I mean, even even Wonder Woman, that last fight's even how how dark that feels, but it's still such a good movie. But. Like even Wonder Woman is a gray movie. Yeah, it is. It's it like is. it's like oh, let's just make things as gray Who's, as possible. When did when did that first start? Was that just because of the 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 what's his face? The, Chris Nolan movies did so well they just wanted to keep it. So that way? and they decided like part of the thing to do is the because that's what Superman needs. He needs a gray tinge to everything when they're doing the Man of Steel movies. Yeah but did they, I, I think of the eighties ones and how fun those are and bright and colorful. Yeah. <laughs> think of comic books. They're all bright and colorful. So uh, yeah, I, I, so far I'm pretty pleased with Suicide Squad, and I hope that gives DC like a little bit more momentum to be like, hey, maybe we should start doing more. I don't know if we talked about Black Widow on the show. Uh, we might have. When, that came out a while ago now, but yeah, where that was like uh, the first part was fine. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't right. happy with the ending. Yep, yep. But, I haven't watched it yet. I don't really think I will. Maybe when it comes out, but yeah. And I'm thinking of picking up a Shutter subscription because there's a bunch of like uh, there's a, ser- a series of uh, horror movies I'm looking at. It's like, well, I could rent it for five dollars. I borrowed, or my, I get a subscription for a month. I borrowed for $5. my friends, and uh, it what I watched on there is pretty cool. And I think I want to get my own. Uh, I really like. It's kind of cheesy, but the um, 
the creep show TV series because I was a big fan of the 80s creep show movies. Mm -hmm. So they made a TV series where they're just a whole bunch of like short stories or whatever, kind of like Are You Afraid of the Dark or stuff like that. Uh, They're gory, they're fun, they're cool. Some are pretty crappy, but the other ones are pretty awesome. Like I was directors for each one. Like I could have saved some money if I did this, if I had picked up a subscription like a couple months ago because. I watched those like three Nicolas Cage movies. And oh yeah, and they're all just on they're there. they're all on there. <laughs> yeah, I, I could have watched Mandy. Could have watched uh, the the one with the animatronics. Mm-hmm. Like those were those those were on there. So yeah, I, I there's a lot of cool original content on there and everything. Yeah, too. no, there's a, and I like that they have their Shutter TV on there as well, so you can just turn it on and whatever you're in the mood for, like genres and stuff. Yeah, and there's one like I think I want to watch Void, and there's a couple others mm-hmm. I want to watch. The uh, what's cool about it too is because I I I know there's so many different subgenres of horror. Then I I love horror, and like you go on HBO or something, and it's like, well, you want sci-fi or you want horror, and they kind of just intermingle with each other. So on there, it's like you want folk horror, you want camping horror, you want haunted house stuff. It's pretty fun. I like doing that. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'll, I'll probably pick up a subscription. There's two I know I want to watch for sure. Psycho Gorman, I gotta see that. Okay. And then I gotta see I think I want to see The Void because mm-hmm. I, I could go for some Lovecraftian. And then I don't know. I, I'm normally not a normal big horror person, but I, like one of the reasons I want to get the subscription is like to just force myself to watch yeah. a little bit more horror. And like I said, with all those different genres, it's like you don't have straight slasher, you don't have this kind of like what you're intrigued in. Like yeah, so yeah. it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Uh, what did I do? I I did go see that Roadrunner movie with Casey. We went downtown River Falls and uh, the new the what's his face the chef that died anthony bourdain it's the documentary about him and his le- from when he first started to- i was very confused yeah. it was like what they gave wiley coyote in the yeah, Road right? Runner movie? <laughs> no uh, they called it roadrunner and uh basically starts when he became a chef and known after his book was written to uh when he died and uh it after we got done what's like i just want to travel the world i want to drink a bunch and uh anthony bourdain you're so cool uh but yeah so that i'd recommend checking that out it's a really good documentary it was done really well uh, what else did I do? Well, I was derelict to Cathalon last weekend. That's why we didn't record last weekend. Uh, basically, our good friend Adam, Cyrus, and Patrick, and a whole bunch of others came to town, and we did. We had to skip it last year because of COVID. But uh, teams of four, and there's 10 teams, so about 40 people or, or whatever it was, and uh, they compete doing volleyball, kayaking, uh, everything you can imagine, bike race. Uh, it, it's a bunch of people getting drunk and playing sports and trying to compete to be the best. A new person won this year, so that was pretty fun. Uh, then after that, we rented a cabin in Luck, Wisconsin, the old Calderwood uh, Supper Club. Somebody bought it, I think, last year maybe, or else in 2019, and turned it into an Airbnb that fits like 16 people. It's pretty dang cool. The downstairs still has the bar in it from when it was the Calder Calderwood, and uh, it has the ties back to the mafia back in the 20s and 30s, and the, I guess during the Prohibition and stuff, they had like uh, cement... Uh, what do you call those, the caves, you know, kind of like at Casanova, they have them across the river, so like you'd have to get a boat and go across the river and go get your booze to come back to the place. So there's a lot of cool, rich history there, and they did an amazing job remodeling it. Uh, Too bad we only had the one night over there, or two nights and one full day, and we were all pretty zonked from uh, the decathlon, and that's why my voice is still like this. Late nights, drinking, smoking, you know, the whole thing. Uh, But yeah, I think that's about it, yeah. Been watching a lot of Rick and Morty. The new season's pretty good. There's a lot of good episodes. Yeah. What you been listening to? Uh, let's see. Uh, one of the things I've been listening to is been uh, Blue to Tiger's uh, album. Uh, How did we get here? 
I, I had to reread that for a second. Yeah, I, I, I've never yeah. heard this name before. Actually. Yeah, so uh, I it's a very it's, a, it's not a very big album. It's like I think it's like seven songs comes in like at around twenty minutes. Okay, so it's a pretty quick listen. Uh, I, I picked it up mainly because like I had been hearing this song for a while, and uh, uh, I was like, well, I, I I'll pick up this album. And, like I enjoyed the album. So here's uh, figure it out from Blue to Tiger. More to the fame, but I'm never changing. You're getting too loud, we'll figure it out. You're losing your own game. Well, I'm switching lanes the Danica way. Starting my day up, I can't really wait up. Kind of cool. It yeah. looks like it was used on TikTok or something too. Some of these people are talking about it. I, I have no idea. I don't use TikTok. Oh, you said you heard it a bunch of places. And no, stuff, no, so. yeah, on the radio. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, so it's just an EP of Blue to Tiger. I might have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, what do we got here? I only have one song too. I haven't been listening to a whole bunch. Uh, I've been hearing this on the current a few times. It's by Helado Negro. Uh, the song's called Gemini and Leo. Uh, the new album comes out October 22nd, I guess. Uh, so this is the only track that's out right now, and I kind of like it. It's kind of groovy. I dig it. So here's Gemini and Leo, Leo by Helado Negro. It's our dream to stay all day when we know nobody this is somebody else because that voice sounds so familiar but yeah this will be his first album i guess too so yeah, i like that song i dig it anything else you'd like to add nope all right let's go into the music news <laughs> not a whole lot we got a couple things here Jack White and his Third Man Records are opening their first permanent London branch. The Third Man Records London store is located in the city's Soho district and opens September 25th. The store, personally designed by White, features two-level retail space and live music venue called the Blues Basement. Uh, it also serves as the European headquarters for Third Man. Uh, the pictures of the place look pretty damn cool, actually. Jack White does a sweet job modeling those places and everything. So that would be the third location for Jack White. I've been to the Detroit, Detroit one and the Nashville one. Detroit actually has two. One has a record pressing plant, and the other one's just kind of merchandise and stuff. But uh, if you get a chance, go check out the Third Man Records place. They're, they're pretty neat, pretty neat. So this is the third Third Man? The third Third Man, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he'll just continue doing it. The first one opened 2001, I think, or something like that. So, yeah. 
For almost 10 years now, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters have feuded with the right-wing bigots of the Westboro Baptist Church. Uh, they've picketed his, the band's shows when they perform in Kansas, and in the past years, Foo Fighters organized counter-protest performances, uh, gathered outside or g performances, and even rickrolled the church <laughs> congregants. I don't. We I think we said that on the show one time. I can't remember what the whole story behind that was, but uh, yeah. Uh, on August fifth, the Westboro Baptist picketed another gather another show outside the Azura uh, Amphitheater in. Is it Boner Springs or Bonar Springs? One of the two, Kansas, uh, to pro protest Grohl and his rock and roll band. This time, however, the Foo Fighters piled onto a flatbed truck to perform the DG's You Should Be Dancing, as covered on their recent DG's uh, release, Hail, Hail Satin. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I got something to say, because you know what? I love you, Grohl said. Uh, it, the way I look at it, I love everybody, and that's what you're supposed to do. I deliver all you, all of my love, and you shouldn't be hating. You should be dancing. And then they start playing the You Should Be Dancing. It was pretty, pretty fun. So uh, the ongoing feud with uh, the Westboro Baptist Church and the Foo Fighters. Yep. You should be dancing. <laughs> God, yeah. I, the people have been playing that album so <laughs> much at the bar, and then people are like, "Why the fuck are you playing the Bee Gees?" And like, it's not the D, it's not the Bee Gees, it's the Dee Gees. And uh, yeah, the the only difference between the two is there is a little bit more of a rock background to it. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. They're going to be playing, headlining one of the nights at Bonnaroo, and I think they'll probably play some of those. That's going to be well, probably. That's going to be such a fun fucking show. Oh, um. Fall Out Boy are pulling out of two. They pulled out of two dates of their Hella Mega tour with Green Day and Weezer due to an individual on the band's team testing positive for COVID. The concerts on August 14th in Queens and August 5th in Boston uh, still took place with Green Day, Weezer, and the Interrupters performing. Fall Out Boy also wrote in, the, in their announcement: "It's important to note that everyone on the entire tour, both band and crew, are fully vaccinated. Each band and their crew have operated in a bubble independently to safeguard everyone as much as possible at each show, uh, and in between shows. So uh, that happened, and I think everything's okay from there. Uh, I'm still surprised that the Rolling Stones announced they're going to be touring in October, especially with the age group of them and the people that go see them. I got tickets to the show." I just figured, like, with everybody else, they were going to just push it to 2022. But, yeah, so October 21st, I'm going to see them at uh, the U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, more COVID news with everything coming out here. Uh, companies and uh, venues and stuff are trying to do their own precautions. So uh, Live Nation has updated its policy regarding concert and festival attendees amid the COVID-19 pandemic. The company will now require, require all artists, crew members, and attendees to show proof of full vaccination or negative COVID-19 test at their venues and festivals starting October 4th. All Live Nation employees must also be vaccinated by October 4th to attend any concert, to attend any of the company's venues or events, or visit to any of its offices as well. Uh, the company clarified that it, the, the mandate will be enforced uh, where permitted by law. Vaccines are going to be your ticket to the shows, Live Nation President and CEO Michael Rapino said in a statement to Rolling Stone. As of October 4th, we'll be following the model uh, we developed for Lollapalooza and requiring this for all artists and fans and employees at Live Nation venues and festivals everywhere possible in the U.S. Live Nation has also revealed a policy that allows artists uh, to require audiences' uh, vaccinations. Uh, so a few of those have actually gone through the cities already where the artists have uh, required them to do it. 
Uh, AEG will also be begin mandating proof of full vaccination for concert attendees and venue staff and members to all of its shows moving forward. The company also announced earlier the new policy will go in effect October 1st, a date that was chosen to allow time for eligible unvaccinated ticket holders and staff to reach fully vaccination status. AEG will also be implementing a vaccine or negative COVID-19 test policy in states where it is legal leading up to the date October 1st. So yeah, almost every concert right now is uh, fully vaccinated or show a negative test. Uh, almost every festival has now done that. A lot of festivals have canceled. A lot of bands have been backing out. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, festivals are all vaccinated or uh, negative test. Um, and it's almost the, like maybe there's going to be a large crowd of people in close proximity. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, my God. I was saying to you guys upstairs, the, the, the Facebook feeds are just I, so cringeworthy. It's so gross. Uh, but I was going to say Lollapalooza was the first one to do this. And uh, it's been close to three weeks since Lollapalooza 2021 kicked off July 29th. And Dr. Allison Ardway, commissioner of the Chicago Department of Public Health, now says that there are no unexpected findings from the festival in regards to COVID-19. On Twitter, she also said that there's no evidence that the estimated 385,000-person festival was a super-spreader event or that it had any substantial impact to Chicago's COVID-19 epidemiology. Uh, she also shared that Chicago has tracked 203 total COVID-19 cases identified with Lollapalooza attendance, and that, as of August 11th, no hospitalizations or deaths stemming from the audience attendance have been reported. So, yeah, that... that that's some information right there for uh, showing vaccination and uh, un, uh, what do you call it? Negative test. So, uh, yeah, that is the future of concert going basically from here on forward until we see an end to all this, which in a way, is it too early for concerts? I'll find out when I get home from Bonnaroo. <laughs> I might not be going to metal and I know you guys. Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, anything you'd like to add, sir? Uh, no, I don't got anything to add there. All right, uh, let's go into our weekly theme. Now time for the weekly theme. The theme this week is Storytime Volume 4. Yeah. Storytime Volume 4. We've been doing these over the years where we kind of create a story with five songs that tell the story. And Carlos is usually way more in depth with all this. And it's pretty cool because he actually writes out a whole story. I am terrible at this thing. But I still do it and it works out pretty fun. Uh, so without further ado, let's uh, let's have you start out your story, bud. Yeah, yeah I can kick us off. So... Uh, let's just kick off with the first music, and then I'll talk. I'll talk about it. Okay. So we're gonna start off with. Uh, so this is gonna be a western, and I, I decided like for this western, I I, I was gonna put in like some like a uh, uh, some like the Metallica's cover of Ecstasy of Gold and stuff like that. But I said, you know, let's do like something different, like where like stuff that like has like a small amount of western theme in there okay. for the music. But like, so it's gonna be not quite. It'll be out of place, but not so out of place that it would pull you out of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but so we're gonna start off with uh, SLB from Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats, and we begin in Media Res. For my story. Now for seventeen years I've been going in back. Seventeen more will bury me, and somebody. 
somebody give me a goddamn drink. Son of a bitch! So we have uh, in media arrest, we have three young guys who are uh, pulling up their handkerchief masks and their their hands are shaking from fear and anticipation as they glance at each other on board this train. And they begin pulling their guns and are beginning their train robbery. However, from there, we're going to flash back to one week previously where we have these same three are drinking and getting wasted in a tavern. Let's go ahead and stop pop on the next song, which is Sleeping on the Blacktop from Coulter Wall. I hear a lady spitting at the Nicky Jacks Businessman with a needle and a spoon Coyote chewing on a cigarette pack of young boys going howling at the moon Head darling, sleeping on the blacktop Head darling, running through the trees, honey Head darling, leaving for the next town Lesson my sense catches up with me So they are uh, joking and drinking into the night, but partway through the night, one of them brings up the idea of robbing from a train. See, that guy, he wor- he's that one of the three. He works for a rich train uh, company, uh, uh, the Rich Railroad, for, and the rich tri- tycoon is going to be transporting some valuable cargo the following week. And they they, t- they talk about this a little bit, but like they decide, like, you know, they're not going to take it seriously. They laugh and they brush off the idea and decide that it would be insane to risk their lives for that money. So we're going to move on to the next track as we move on to their following uh, the following couple days uh, of we're going to do Life to Fix from the record company. We see a little bit of each of their lives. One who's working their soulless job for the train company. Another one who is eking out a living with his hard scrabble farm. And then the third, who we see covered in suit, coming home to his family after being at the mines. And we see throughout each of their days, we're, we are seeing their faces. And they're seeing that they're considering the idea of robbing to get these valuables to improve their lives. So the next song is going to be Diamond Ring from the Dead South. Mama. We met a stash, I'm told We met a stash 
place with my pistol and my grace on William Anastasia Go. So, three nights later, they're all in the bar, and like that's when the song will kick in, and they're talking seriously about the idea, and they think that uh, it might be worth the risk to do this to improve their lives. And the one who works for the railroad, he's going to get his hands on a copy of the key that will get them into the rail car that's going to have all this gold. And now we're going to jump back forward to the heist. We join them again. Nervous but determined, the three of them are moving through the train cars towards the car with the loot. But then they suddenly hear an explosion and gunshots, and they're all taking cover in their seats as the gunfire continues. And, they, and then they look around, and they realize they're not the ones being at shot at. It's the, the, all the sounds are from the next carriage over. So they get out, they move over to the next carriage, which is now silent, and they find it full of bullet holes from a shootout that they just missed. As they scan the bullet hole-ridden men, both from the railway and otherwise, and the blown-open carriage door, uh, they see no survivors and the carriage full of cash. And as they are uh, filling up bags of cash and giving each other incredulous looks, we flash back one last time to the n- their first night when they're discussing rather loudly the train car valuables and being overheard by a group of much more serious and dangerous folk <laughs> who are the same ones that we see dead. And <laughs> so we cut to the final song as they make their clean getaway. And this is I Need Never Get Old from Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. I know that some will say I love Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. Yeah, so I, I decided to start and end with it. It was good. That was good. Uh, again, I should have gone first because you <laughs> always blow it out of the water. Um, but yeah, fuck yeah, that was good. I like that. Yeah, I decided to go make make it have a happy ending at the end. <laughs> I got to, I got to watch the music video of Diamond Rings. Oh, yeah. I love when the guy puts the puppy in the middle. They're oh, yeah. all playing <laughs> poker, so he's gonna bet his little puppy. Yeah. Oh, that made me laugh. That was good. Uh, but yeah, good story. Awesome. Uh, let's see, where do I start here? Um, I have nightmares all the time and they're all usually about the same and they all stem from my bartending life kind of, but, uh, we'll go with, uh, just the nightmares. That's, that's kind of my theme here. Uh, so the song that is, uh, starting this out, it always reminds me of either driving around, uh, like late at night, blah, 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 that kind of stuff, or else it, it, it's a good introduction to, uh, falling asleep, I should say, and, uh, it's not going to be a good night of sleep, probably. Uh, so here is Kavinsky with, uh, Night Call. It's from the Drive original soundtrack.
song does get happier after that but anyway so that's kind of like drifting to sleep you have a night you're going going to bed it's kind of nice uh your first dreams they tend to be kind of nice you're kind of you're a little lost but it's kind of groovy there's weird things you're seeing and everything uh so i chose the pixies where is my mind uh it's a happy enough song but it's also has like dark undertones and uh yeah it's like floating around seeing the little fishies and everything like that yeah good visuals of dreaming and you're just sleeping having a good sleep but no no something something goes terribly wrong and it's really fast paced and gets kind of scary so you got to run like hell by pink floyd That was what I kind of based this whole thing off of because for some reason there's always the unknown figure chasing you and you're getting chased for some reason and can never get away. And then finally you get away, but then you look at your surroundings and you're like, where the hell am I now? So basically you're lost in a forest. So I, uh, I chose A Forest by The Cure.
some reason you always wake up in a cold sweat and you're like, oh God, oh geez, that was scary as hell. But then you realize, wait, it was all just a dream. So you know what? You're pretty safe at that moment. So why not choose the safety dance by Men Without Hats? We can go and we want to. Night is young and so am I. And we can dress real neat from our hats to our feet and surprise them with a victory cry. Say, we can act if we want to. If we don't, nobody will. And you can act real rude and totally removed. And I can act like an imbecile. Say, we can dance, we can dance. Everything's out of control. We can dance, we can dance. We're doing it from all to all. We can dance. We can dance, everybody look at your hands. Oh, we can dance, oh, we can dance, everybody's taking the chance. Safe to dance, oh, it's safe to dance. Yes, safe to dance. Or else you found your way out of the forest, and then that's the rest of your dream is you're hanging out with a midget dancing around in the Renaissance Festival. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was my my quick and simple kind of story there. Again, yeah, you got you got some dreamlike imagery in there. I, I those yeah, it was forest came when I was uh, laying in bed there doing the stuff before I came over here. But otherwise, yeah, it started with run like hell, and then the night thing, and then I had to do. I was gonna do Blondie's dreaming, but I was like, nah, that's more of a love song than it was. So that's when I was like, I need something to add onto the layer of the nightmare. So I chose the forest and. Uh, yeah, I can't run in dreams. Like, really? No, no, it's like it's like running through quicksand. Yeah, and I guess that, that's a good way to say it, because I never really run either, but you have the feeling of you have to be running, and you just can't. And, and it's probably because your body, doesn't, <laughs> your, your mind can't coordinate something that is, doesn't, is not, not happening. You're not quite like a dog running, running in place. Uh, so yeah, I, I have those dreams all the time, only most of them are I can't get caught up. Well, uh, I'm dreaming about bartending, and I can't get caught up, and then bar close happens, and i got to kick everybody out. That is my ongoing dream that I have at least once a week, and it's the most annoying fucking dream ever. And I've asked other bartenders to do this, and they're like, yeah, totally. Wow. And like, I can't get the door locked in the dream, and people are still trying to come in. Uh, yeah, so I have those dreams all the wow. time. Meanwhile, <laughs> I only had, the only dream I remember from last night was that I, it was menu management. <laughs> of a video game. <laughs> Menu management. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> was it a was it a panic? It was very game? stressful. <laughs> Cuz I'm trying to repair like it's, it's I've been watching a let's play of like uh this post-apocalyptic uh video game. Okay. Like it's like not doesn't have high graphics but like it's a a rogue game, yep, yep. roguelike where you basically are dropped in the apocalypse. You have this whole, and you're just trying to gather things. And it's pretty it has like the systems are very complex for yeah. the shitty, <laughs> shitty graphics it has. Like yeah, we're about temperature and healing, healing stuff, and your equipment can get breaking down. And I don't know how to play it. That's that's the same idea as my bartending dream too. Yeah. It's like the layers upon layers just keep coming, and you can't fix it. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, shit! Oh great! We all have those kind of dreams. Write into us if you have those kind of dreams too. Tell us what's up. I don't have work dreams anymore, though. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Well, yeah, yeah, I understand that. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. Uh, Storytime Volume Four done in the books. Uh, we gotta go. I wonder if I've ever reused some of my songs. I should go try and find the other story time ones we've done. I don't know. Like, th- th- you definitely haven't done this story before. That's no, for I sure. know that. Uh, and mine always end up being dark, horror kind of things, or also love story. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, that drive one, the the night night call. I feel like I used that on one, but I couldn't remember. But I thought that was a good falling asleep yeah. song. Uh, so yeah. Uh, until next time for that. Uh, let's close out the show. Thank you.
remembered I could have used some Billie Eilish in there with her last album, but yeah. also that'd be too easy. Too easy. Uh, thank you for joining us in this week's episode of Soundwave. New episodes are released usually every other Thursday. Uh, the theme for our next show is... You know, we're all just so busy running <laughs> around. You know, I think we need to do... We need to slow down. <laughs> slow down. Yeah. So, uh, like... so either slow song, slow music or maybe it's a song about being going slow. Going slow, yeah. Uh, easing up. Easing, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, all right. Pump the brakes. Slow down. That is our theme for the next show. That should be good. I don't think we've done that before. Yeah, yeah nice. Uh, for updates and more information of Soundwave or other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind News Studios, or you can follow us on Twitter at Blind underscore Ninja. Oh, we're also Instagram, too, which I think is at Blind underscore Ninja, too. Uh, our flagship show, Department of Defense, is still live every Sunday evening. Come join in the phone at blindnewsstudios.com slash live. This show and all of our other ones are available to stream on our website, blindnewsstudios.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes or other podcasting apps that you like to use uh, so you never miss an episode. Uh, if you just can't get enough of Soundwave and Blind Ninja Studios, you should help support us. At the bottom of our homepage, click on Patreon and sign up. It works like a monthly donation service where you can pledge any amount that works for you. Also, if you're a black belt, we get to talk about you on uh, Department of Defense, which is kind of fun every week. So uh, do that. It's kind of cool. You can even uh, donate as low as a buck. It's pretty awesome. Also, if you're doing your shopping on Amazon, don't forget to click on our ham Amazon link at the bottom of the homepage. Click on Patreon. Uh, I'm lost now. Do all your shopping like Amazon. Do all your shopping like you normally do on Amazon. Uh, when you check out, Amazon kicks a little money towards us. It doesn't cost you anything else. It's pretty cool. My voice keeps going. Questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at feedback at Binance Studios or even easier messages on Facebook. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Uh, we got September's pretty busy here, so maybe we'll try and fit a show in there, but mm, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see you again soon.